Welcome everyone to the podcast, Soccer is Life. My name is Karim. Axel speaking here. Welcome everybody. It's a new day. It's a new week. Let's go. All right, guys. So the first game, man, this week, uh, Liverpool, Bournemouth. Mm-hmm. Hat-trick by Mo Salah. Mo Salah. What's up, man? Mo Salah. What do you... Um, you know what, what amazes me, man, is really the uh, the third goal. Because mm-hmm. uh, as I told you before, I think 99% of people wouldn't score that. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, usually when um, when an offensive player try to get around the keeper in the, twice, it's a you know uh, it's a sign that he already lost it. Or most of the time, they they end up wasting the the chance. But he was so calm. He passed the goalkeeper twice, and then he put it you know with a with a bit of style. But uh, yeah, man, he was he was very sharp. Uh, three goals. They won four zero. Um, it was it was also an interesting mix because Sadio Mane did not play. So in the midfield they had Naby Keita, Fabinho, and uh, Wijnaldum, mm-hmm. and then up front they had uh, Firmino, Salah, and uh, Shakiri. Um, Shakiri, you know, continues to have some really some like good performance, but not the best. Naby Keita also, I think Jurgen Klopp said that he can he can evolve and he's not he's not the player that he can be yet. Of course, there's so much uh, room for improvement. He's young and he just uh, joined the Premier League from freaking Germany. There's a lot. There's there's a big room for improvement. Now my question is, why did they choose to play 4-3-3 uh, this game and the game before and then uh, they, you know well because they have been mixing it up 5-2-3-1, 5-3-3. The question is, are they going to play like this against Napoli tomorrow or not? Um, I don't know, man. But I, I uh, you know, I think that's one of the most, not me, if not the most important game of the season, the one against Napoli. And, mm-hmm. and I hope they, they're all going to be ready. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's tough for them because, you know, I don't, I think that when they started the campaign, the Champions League campaign, that is, they thought that they will be in a better position than they are right now. Uh, but then again, it's actually quite fair I would say because all three teams are in the same position so it's not like it's Liverpool who fucked up more than the other teams you know because pretty much all of the teams have to win between uh, PSG and Napoli and Liverpool but especially between Liverpool and Napoli because they're playing each other of course yeah uh, but yeah Salah I think was very sharp um, 10 goals man uh, best goaler the... of the Premier League now right now with Aubameyang yeah with te- I mean 3 goals that, that's that, that's where it gets you but I think you know he, you can clearly see that his confidence is uh, just like he used to be before and I just want to say like to some of these newspapers or like high beast <laughs> soccer pages uh, you know when they say things like oh yeah for everybody who thought he was a one season wonder you know here you go and I'm like bro you guys are the same people who are creating these narratives <laughs> when he's not scoring for like, you know, three, four, five games. Three games in a row. When he yeah. doesn't score. Yeah. You're, you guys are the one who are driving this thing. Yeah. yeah and yeah. now he scores, uh, hat trick, and all of a sudden again, oh, uh, what did we tell you? Like, yeah. come on, stop it, man. Cut it out. <laughs> uh, we know this guy. We know his ability. You don't, you don't score like close to 50 goals in Europe uh, randomly, you know. Um it's true that his form was uh, was a bit. Uh, he didn't hit the ground running at the beginning of the season, but you know you could say you could say that that was a team thing. You know, it, it wasn't Salah only. You know, because Liverpool wasn't scoring that much. Uh, but I think at the same time, it's translated to uh, a more balanced team. This is what I was telling you at the beginning of the. I mean, before we started recording. Yeah. Uh, so they're 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 not as flamboyant as last year, like pressing aggressively. Um, you know, but at the back they're so solid. Yeah, they're they're winning with they clean, don't with clean sheets. Exactly, they don't concede, and all around it's just 
a lot more balanced. So, like, if as a coach, I would take this over whatever that they did last year. Last yeah. year, what they did was amazing, you know, reaching the Champions League. Uh, but this year, I, I think last year we 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 kind of knew that they were not really gonna challenge for the for the title. Um, you know, because they score a lot of goals, but they also leaked a lot of goals. Um, but this year, I think it's I think it's for real, for real. You know, for them in the title. Yeah, I think it's for real. Like they are actually gonna put up a fight for the title, and I see them being up there. Um, unfortunately, as a Manchester <laughs> United fan. All right, all right, all right, man. That's fair enough. Um, then let's just talk about your team, and you know, let us know what happened. Four one. It looks like a really good score against. Well, I mean, it's against Fulham. You expect the team to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps if you guys had a clean sheet, it would have been much better. Mm-hmm. But you know, but st- still, Manchester United is conceding goals. Um, you know, playing with two. The low is finally starting to play uh, a bit by bit. I think. I think. I think his performance are, are really well, and I think he can improve a lot. And I, I think you should invest in him and give him more time. But we know what happens with Mourinho. He was giving time to Fred at the beginning of the season. Now Fred is on the bench. He mm-hmm. came in into this game, but still. Um, yeah, I mean, so... Um, I mean, this is what I heard a lot this weekend. You know, it's only Fulham, it's only Fulham, it's only Fulham. Which is true. This but is, the, this goals, is that, the goals that you guys scored are really... Yeah, yeah um, they're, they're training ground... Uh, tra- tra- training ground uh, exactly, which is, which is not typical from Manchester United in the Mourinho no, era. And not typical from the, from the latest Manchester United. Not so that, that was a really well performance. Yeah, that, so uh, I, think, I think that shows the influence that uh, you know, coaches like Carrick and McKenna can have. Because you know, uh, when, some of those goals were, when some of those goals were scored, you saw Mourinho on the touchline you know, going and like, you know, high-fiving them. Which is usually a sign of, oh, like we practiced that shit. You know, and it's... Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's uh it's coming to life basically. Uh but what I was saying, yeah, it's only Fulham, it's only Fulham. That's true. This is how a team, you know, of the caliber of Manchester United should play against a team like Fulham who are, you know, bottom of the fucking league. They're shit. They're going to be relegated for sure. I think it's fair to say they've conceded like 40 goals or something like that, which is wild. Um but to the same uh um that that being said, I would say, you know, it was only Crystal Palace. It was only Southampton two weeks ago when we drew against them. Yeah. It was only, yeah. you know, Newcastle. It was only Brighton. It was only... Le- like, I can say this about a lot of, you know... So, as we say, it's only Fulham. We have to remind ourselves that, you know, against teams that are quite similar, we couldn't manage to, like, uh, get a win, you know? Yeah. But I think this time, uh, the spear was different. Um, we, uh, I think, it, like, United took the lead for like the third time in 11 games uh, this season which is yeah. a wild statistic you know it's almost like we need to start the game and goal down goal, yeah. uh, to actually start performing uh, but the formation was interesting of course you know the latest episode in the Pogba Mourinho beef blah 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 uh, so for me what I have to say on that is um, in, in different circumstances uh, I, I 100% agree with Mourinho. If you have a player like Pogba, aka a big player, a very important player who's not really putting in the effort or not playing to his potential, you got to sit him on the bench a little bit just to show him like, yo, there are other guys here who are dying to play and you're not going to play just because your name is Pogba and you won the World Cup, you know. Okay. The way you play with France is the way you got to play but, as well. But, 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 it, but it's with the attitude as well. Okay. But what I'm saying is I have no problem with that because... He deserves to be dropped. Okay. Like I can say factually. Okay. 
But then again, that player was like Matic. Ah man, I was gonna I was gonna refer he, to that because he's not. I I I I I was like trying to think where you're going. Yeah. Uh, I, I really. Yeah. I just want to say, continue, like, man. Yeah. I, I like this from Mourinho. I, I like that he he wants to make a player like Pogba accountable. You know, uh, it's it's important to the squad because it shows that you know it's not because you're the start of the team that you you can play whenever you want. You can do whatever you want. You can make mistakes and like you're gonna be treated differently. You know. So I like that from Mourinho. But it would be lovely if he kept that rule for everybody all across the board, actually. Um, so he said that he's going to play this Wednesday um, against Valencia. And, you know, he said something like, uh, oh, yeah, you know, he's going to show everybody how good he is. Um, but, you know, I think it's Mourinho's, you know, he's like a very smart man. And he's now he's put Pogba in a position. Well, like now, basically, it's going to be win. It's, it's a win-win for Mourinho because if Pogba... Uh, performs against Valencia, he's gonna say, "See, I was right to bench him. This is what w this is what I get from him okay. uh, when I bench him. You know, when he's not playing, yeah. this is when he comes back. This is how he performs. Or if he doesn't perform, he's gonna be like, see, ah, you see why I bench him.' Yeah. So now, now <laughs> Mourinho is in a win-win position. Yeah. Is is Marcel injured or was? Yeah, yeah, he's a bit injured, but I think he should be back against uh, Liverpool. Um, okay. But um, yeah, I mean, for so me, he the would, key he players. Would, like, start instead of Mata, because I think Lingard and Rashford has been playing well. Uh, I think uh, Mata will start against Valencia because it's his old team, and okay. because I don't think he will no, start no, against okay. Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, so you know, but like, against Liverpool, I, no, I mean against no, I think no, I think he's gonna rest a lot of players against Valencia. So I'm not counting on Mourinho starting his best eleven. Right. But against Liverpool, if he wants to start his best eleven and Marcel is back, do you think Lingard, Marcel, and Rashford are gonna play up front with Lukaku? Uh, I think Lukaku will play because you know he's. I mean, he scored also, and uh, I think he's admitted actually that um, he, you know, he bulked up for the World Cup. Uh, so he added a lot of muscle, and that that has hindered his uh, his uh, form in the Premier League, which is true because he's been far less mobile than he was last year. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a strong like. This is not to people who are mistaken or confused. We're not saying that he gained weight, uh, like as in he ate uh, burgers or whatever. No, he went to the gym. Yeah. And he was told to put on muscle. You know. So this is you know m muscle is weight. Yeah. So yeah. he has to take that off to be more agile. Uh, and I think it's the first time that he said he, sp he spoke about that uh, because we, we, you know, he had us wondering like, what the hell is going on with this guy? And we saw we've been seeing he's pictures too big. recently. He's becoming too big. Yeah, to yeah, run, we've been seeing pictures recently yeah. on social media, like the difference between him this year and last year. Like you can see clearly okay. that okay. last year he was like so lean. Okay, you know, he's much so bigger. yeah, yeah, okay. much you know, much more agile and flexible. This year, not not as much. So now I think he's been told to uh, get off the um, like stay away from the gym. Um, so that's something that's going to start for him and we'll see how uh, it turns out for the next few weeks uh, but for me the key performers in this game were uh, obviously Dalo this is what a difference uh, this is what uh, an actual fullback uh, can bring to your team you know in the past few years we had uh, Valencia and uh, Ashley Young to me they're dead players and uh, especially fullbacks um, Ashley Young had a good goal though but he, he did have a good goal it was like not. vintage you know winger Ashley Young yeah. uh, but what I'm saying is the, we, we've seen the modern football game be transformed in a way that the fullbacks are so important to the team I'll say one of the like probably top three position in the in the in the formation like just facts yeah you know you see what uh, Guardiola did with uh, Mandy Kai Walker like all the all the, the purchases that he made like, your fullbacks are going to be very, very important. You know, just like Liverpool, you know, with uh, 
Robertson and uh, Alexander and Arnold. The, the youngster, yeah. Same thing with Chelsea, uh, Arsenal. Like you need proper fullbacks, and we haven't had that for years now. So that's about to change. Dalo is going to be here for the next ten year, ten years, hopefully. Um, and yeah, he had a very, very good game. Forty nine passes, uh, three key passes, uh, three out of four dribbles, one, four clearances, three out of three aerial uh, duels, one. Uh, for me, Rashford has been really good as well for the past uh, three, four games or so. Um, one goal, four assists in the past uh, three Premier League games, uh, which is good because a couple of weeks ago he was he was getting on a lot of fans' nerves a little bit because you know you could feel that he was trying too hard, he was trying to impress too much, and I think that comes with uh, the way Mourinho treats the dressing room. And th- uh, this is what I call the price of a mistake. The price of a mistake is so high. Yeah. Um, in this toxic uh, working condition that, you know, players, they're not willing to try things uh, to be creative and to really feel free, you know. They feel like if they make one mistake, that's it. Like if you're Eric Bailly or uh, Anthony Martial or Pogba, like you make one mistake or, yeah. or, or Pereira or Fred, you make one mistake, you're not going to play for the next five games. If you're Matic. But if you're Matic or Lukaku <laughs> or... Freaking uh, uh, Valencia, not so much now these days since he liked that post. If you're actually young, you make a couple yeah. mistakes. Oh, yeah. that's it, bro. You're going to play for sure. Uh, and under as well, had a good game, 10 interceptions, right. six more than any other player. So he was good against Arsenal. Yeah, it was, well. it was it was like an overall really well performance from the, from the team. Yeah. Uh, the score sheet talks about itself and then. Yeah, just you know, we'll see. We'll see what in the champion. We'll see what happens actually against Liverpool because that's going to be a really uh, challenging game is going to be like a, a reference for us because last year we remember what happens. I think first game was zero zero, and then the second game Manchester United won two the two zero. Two goals from Rashford, especially that he's 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 on fire right now. So we'll mm-hmm. see what happens next week. But let's move on to the Arsenal and Huddersfield game. 1-0 for Arsenal that scores in the 83rd minute uh, yeah. by Torreira score, scored again, man. again. Lucas, yeah, Lucas, so that's my guy right really there. really on fire. I think that uh, for Arsenal playing with three defenders is really, um, is the best, is, I think is the best formation that they can play with even though um, Unai Emery changed it in the, in the uh, in, throughout the game mm-hmm. uh, by including Morial um, and then taking Lichsteiner and Mustafi. So, um, so you know he he played with four in the back afterwards, but I think you know playing with three in the back really enables uh, Bellerin and uh, Kolasinac to uh, get up front as much as they can, and then it also gives you the advantage of playing with Aubameyang and Lacazette up top. Yeah. So they be play they they be playing with three five two and having three in the midfield. Uh, you know Chaka, Genduzi, and Torreira. Um, so yeah, I mean it's uh they you know it's they I think Arsenal have the a lot of the characteristics of champions where uh, they try to win games and they they win most of their games sometimes with a good performance and sometimes with, with a bad one. So mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, yeah. It, I mean it's, it's a whole new mentality. Wenger yeah, is not there anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So different formation for Arsenal. Uh, interesting placement for Kolasinac as well. Like it was uh, more central and I guess in the middle of the park. No, yeah, it's uh, they have it on Google like that, but they they're yeah, it's a, it's a mistake that they, they made. You, you know they yeah, put, I mean they yeah, that would be Gwendozi, yeah, 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 that 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 whoever did it must messed it up, man. Oh my god, and now they're messing our fucking podcast up. <laughs> uh, and this is how we prepare, guys. So we look at it live while we're talking about it. Uh, but yeah, Lucas Herrera scored in a eighty third minute. 
Uh, Arsenal was playing at home, so that was a bit, you know, they dodged a bullet there because, you know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get a draw against the hardest field at home. Um, if you're Arsenal, you know, the way you're playing these days, uh, I think it, they have, what, 21, 22 games unbeaten, something like that? Yeah, they had 20 games unbeaten now. It's yeah, which is wild. I mean, it's such a crazy good statistic uh, for Arsenal. Um, I can't remember the last time that they had such t- statistics. I don't um, think any other team had has, has the same statistics because even though uh, Man City just lost, right? Just the, they had their first loss in the Premier League, but they yeah. lost in the Champions League before. Against same Lyon. thing, same thing for Liverpool, exactly, yeah. and same thing for Liverpool, and same thing for the for a lot of other European teams, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and other leagues, even like Juventus and so on and so forth. It's true that Arsenal plays in the Europa League, but you know. Still, twenty-one games unbeaten, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they keep stretching this, uh, this, uh, this uh, streak now. You know, stretching and stretching and stretching. Before you know it, it's thirty. Uh, so it's good for them. I mean, everything has changed there completely. Uh, we've seen what kind of manager Unai Emery is. Uh, I don't think we saw the real uh, Unai Emery at Paris Saint Germain. I know he was a laughing stock last year and the, the years before, uh, and how he couldn't really manage a proper team. Uh, but to me, that's a PSG thing. It's not a Unai Emery thing. Uh, I don't think any coach will succeed at PSG. And this is a little bit of a tangent here. But I think the higher-ups are too involved in everything. Like the, whether it's the president, uh, Nasser Al-Khalifi, uh, to the football directors, whatever, all that stuff. I think they're way too involved in the, in the day-to-day uh, soccer side of things. Um, and that's why you see top managers like Ancelotti leaving... Uh, Laurent Blanc left as well, you know, for like weird reasons. So I think they're too involved. They don't let the the, the, the coach be a coach. Uh, they undermine the authority of a coach. You know, you see the 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 the, the whole Neymar versus um, uh, Unai Emery thing. Like the superstars, they do whatever they want at this at that club. The coach has no authority uh, basically. So now we're seeing the r- real Unai Emery and what kind of. And I'm sure he learned a lot of things from his PSG experience that he wanted to bring onto Arsenal. Uh, but I, I also believe that his success comes from uh, I see him as a, a the best coach for an underdog team. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know PSG in Ligue 1 they're not an underdog, not even in Europe, given all the given all the players that they had and the squad right. and, and the type of. So I don't I, I don't believe that PSG was the best team for him. And I think this is how he had a lot of success with Sevilla, and I think this is how he will have success with Arsenal. He's really good with under underdog teams who do who do not have like a big superstars like Neymar and Mbappe uh, on the squad. So I, I, from my belief, that is the the best uh, environment for him, and he's showing it so far that he's been you know tremendous. Yeah, I mean to me, like he couldn't manage some of the PSG characters in the dressing room, but but to me that's a that's a leadership thing. It's it's about how the 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 president and the higher-ups were okay you know undermining his authority Fair enough, uh, yeah. it's not like he couldn't put his foot down and tell people you do this you do that i think he tried to do that but it didn't work out because the club didn't support him uh but for arsenal right now i mean they're playing uh, amazing they're, i think they play liverpool in a couple of weeks two weeks or something like that yeah uh so we'll see how that yeah, game draw, goes but yeah uh, and uh, you know as a manchester united here i will obviously hope that liverpool you know shut shit down and, uh, oh, you, oh, you, oh, you, 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 were you talking about the other, the last Arsenal? No, you're talking about Arsenal playing Liverpool soon. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's December 29th. Yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah. so I hope that now. they end that that's uh, you know undefeated streak, whatever, real soon. Whoever that is, you know, I'm just a hater all round, so I want everybody <laughs> to beat everyone, just like I was for 
Chelsea this weekend because okay. I wanted City to lose well, one game at least. Let's move then to the Chelsea <laughs> and, and Man City game. Uh, 2-0. Bro. Whoa. Both teams played with like a false... False nine? False nine or not even a nine. And yeah. I, don't, I don't know why Man City did it. Um, I don't... I understand why they did it, but... Man City? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand okay. why. And obviously, I, I think Aguero is injured or something like that? Yeah. Aguero is injured, but, it, but, they, but they could have played the Gabi Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I understand why they did it completely because Chelsea plays a, a very high line, of course. And uh, if you have a player like Sterling who can make those runs, that's it. It's game over. But uh, Chelsea, when they, they started playing, they were high up, of course. But then I think Sarri noticed that you know they were trying to exploit that. Because time and time again, Kyle Walker was throwing those long balls to yeah. um, to Sterling, and it was getting behind the the Chelsea defense, uh, getting the ball the ball you know with uh, David Luiz isolated, and uh, you know it was it was dangerous. Uh, so before they actually cap- capitalize on that, Sarri was f- smart enough to tell his his team to stay more behind than they normally do, and he even said that in the press conference. Actually, he told them stay more behind than usually do because usually they're very very high up and. Even Kante and Kovacic were playing alongside yeah. Jorginho, yeah, as opposed to being as well. yep. a bit forward, you know. Yep. So, and, and that's what that's how Guardiola allows, in my opinion. You know, he he, and he, I think he actually said that. So, all, all these things that I'm saying is what I actually heard from from their mouth. Um, yeah, he thought that you know a, a quick player like Sterling could exploit, uh, could make those runs and exploit uh, the high line, um, and it just didn't happen, man. But you know. I think it was almost a game of two halves, you know. City had the first half, Chelsea had the second half. Uh, although Chelsea scored uh, against the run. Of yeah, play, they, like I mean, they they, I would say they had the 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 last ten minutes of mm-hmm. the first half mm-hmm. because of the goal. Um, I think you know what really made the difference is the quality. I mean, both both teams has a really high quality, but w- yeah. when you have high quality players, you're able to score from one chance, and that's what Chelsea did. Yeah, and that's why also they need a really quality player up top because if they had Morata or Giroud, I you know no, trust me, they wouldn't have had yeah. the same combination that they did. But having Pedro Azar well and, and, and and William up front, yeah. The quality of the players that they have, the, the the you know the 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 passes that and the passes and uh, and the movement that they had to score the goal really shows you what type of players they have and you know they were just sharp in one moment they were mm-hmm. able to exploit it, they scored the goal and I think that changed the whole game yeah. uh, to their advantage because they were defending really well mm-hmm. uh, and then they were able to you know uh, put a second goal afterwards from a from a set, you know from a corner kick. Yeah, uh, which yeah. you know brought the the whole game home for them. To me, it was such an interesting game because tactically these managers are so similar. You could say uh, uh, Mauricio Sarri has always been very honest and upfront about how Guardiola is an inspiration to him, uh, and he was even asked, uh, you know, how do you pe- beat a team uh, that Guardiola manages? And he said, hey, every time I played against Guardiola, I've lost. So you're asking the wrong guy here, yeah. you know. So it's a bit of like a funny, funny take, yeah. uh, you know, very honest as well. But uh, like you know, just keeping the pressure off. And, of then, and then Pep also uh, showed his respect to oh, Sadi, yeah, yeah. saying that since he started from the bottom, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and now he, you know, since he, since he since last year when he was at Napoli, yeah, yo, Sari, so, uh, everybody who can, like, if you read uh, uh, Sari's history, I mean, he he was a banker and he was like coaching teams like on an amateur side, uh, amateur level, sorry. And he just came up and came up and came up. Uh, I think, he, and then he was at Empoli, and then he got a big rig at Napoli. Uh, but yeah, what he does is fantastic. Um, but yeah, uh, to go to get back to the game, 
Chelsea, um, they try to carve open. They try to carve uh, City open by playing short passes. You know, we know how they 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 try to like build from the back. Uh, but usually their fullbacks are very high up, and I think after the second half, start when the second half started, Sari instructed his uh, fullbacks to drop deep, to like basically be involved in the uh, build-up play. So they will actually invite the press from City, and uh, Chelsea will just circulate the ball around like this, like, you know, like in a like in a um, how do you say that? Um, Across the field, like changing. Uh... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 so um, Aspiliqueta and Alonso were involved in a build-up play, and uh, you know they were just giving the ball to David Luiz, and I, I think he was the quarterback in this game more than uh, Jorginho would be normally. Uh, he was the one. Yeah, this who is was how spreading. this is how the first goal started, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it started with the ball from David Luiz. Yeah, quarterback, but, uh, quarterback, quarterback. But also, quarterback, I wanna yeah. I wanna mention that I was I was it was it wasn't. Like Chelsea building from the back, this game I think it was a bit shaky. Mm. Uh, a lot of times I think Chelsea have, or at least before before they have scored. To be honest, they they were losing the ball a bit yeah, yeah, easier. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So uh, the big change from that was bringing the fullbacks behind so that they could be involved in the in the in the um, build up in the build up. And we know that when City is attacking, they have they basically have five players up front like that. And uh, actually, we we gotta mention uh, Eden Hazard as well for this game because he was brilliant when he was dropping deep like that, taking defenders out, um, and uh, you know players like William were dropping deep as well, inviting uh, City's fullback uh, to like come up, and that's when Conte was brilliant actually, uh, which is it's very interesting you know because you know he was a he's like the CDM if you will, like I think. If I can choose one CDM in the world right now, I will take him. Conte, yeah. Uh, but he's at a different position this year, and uh, recently his position has been, you know, it's been well. I don't want to say controversial; that's too big a word. But Sari has been questioned about that, basically, uh, especially when they lost to Tottenham. Yeah. But I think he's been very brave and calm about the fact that hey, this is my fucking philosophy. <laughs> this is how I play. I will not change it just after one defeat. You know, one defeat in three ha three month and a half we can mention as well. But Conte was very instrumental in the game as well. He's the one who was getting behind the 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 the, def the defenders, and uh, you know, picking the balls in dangerous areas. You know, making runs behind Fab uh, Fabian Delph. Delph Delph he suffered in that game. He suffered. He did, yeah. He suffered. He bro. did a lot, man. But uh, I'm I'm really happy that Man City finally lost. So you know, because you, if you guys remember last episode, we were like, we're sick of talking about City because oh they're just God. winning every game. But, uh, but yeah, man, that was it, man. Chelsea two zero. Uh, now Liverpool is first. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. And yeah, man, we'll see. We'll see what happens next. But uh, the last game for today is Tottenham against Leicester City. Yeah. Um, they were resting Harry Kane, I believe, or I don't know if he had a problem, but he he came into the he didn't start. He he came into the game because they have a really important game important in, the, Champions in, in, in the Champions yeah, League against, against Barcelona, bro. You know. So so um, against a qualified Barcelona, so we'll have to see how they feel their their team as well. But you know, if you're Mauricio Pochettino, you're not gonna take any chances right now. So. That's true. So they started with uh, with Lucas, uh, Son, Dele Alli, and Sissoko. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, no, it was Sissoko, Wings, and Dyer in the midfield. Then they had Dele Alli, Son, and Lucas up front. Mm -hmm. uh, there were some rumors that uh, Ardo Viral will, will go to Man U in January, man. I don't know if that's true, but... Uh... Well, I don't know. I think there's a lot to say about Ardo about the fact that 
you could arguably say that his form has dipped. Um, and as an outsider, you know, who doesn't really follow what's going on with Tottenham, you know, on a daily basis, like I would with Manchester United, I don't know if he's not being picked because of his form or it's because he doesn't want to sign a contract. So clearly he doesn't see his future there. So Mauricio Pochettino says, well, I don't know why I would play a guy who doesn't want to be here next year, who's basically not in my plan. I might as well play people who are going to be yeah, here. Yeah, but this season he has been playing a lot, uh, I, you know, in, in regard to last season. Yeah, of course. But last season it was... It was it, so last, last season, season was that. Yeah, it and was. it was a bit of, a, of, a, of a, an injury situation as well. Yeah. But I don't think he's played enough this season. I don't think he's played as much as he, he could have played, you know. Um, so, I mean, it's basically simple for Alderweireld. Uh, either Tottenham sell him in January for, yeah. you know, a little bit of money. Yeah. Uh, or... He leaves for free, or or he, uh, I think I think he like twenty five, I think he goes for twenty five million pounds, like okay. that's in his clause, okay, because they activated the, the they they triggered the the one year extension or something like that, so I don't know, I mean you know he's what twenty nine thirty years old, to me he's a good defender, uh, do you think he would add a lot to to the Manchester United defense? I think he will. He will. Add, maybe he will. He'll be just an extra center back. Yeah. So for for me, I don't think he's like a. He's gonna change no, the whole. No, no, I don't think so either. Uh, I mean, it'll be good to have a defender like that. But but for people who are saying, you know, because Mourinho has kind of like built an agenda this season that we don't have defenders and that's why we're playing like this. I don't think any defender in the world right now, whether it's Ramos, Virgil Van Dijk. Uh, Varan, whoever you know, Vertonghen, Alderweireld, whoever that we can sign, if we, I pick one defender, I don't think that defender would make our offensive, you know, force be uh, fully on display now. Like yeah. I don't think he would make <laughs> us score goals. It doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. Uh, I think we have a couple of the defenders that we have at the club right now. We should be playing them. You know, we should be playing Eric Bailly. We should be playing Marcus Rojo as well. Whether you rotate them or not, you know, Lindelof has been good as well this season. So I think that if he actually plays the best defenders at the club, yeah, we're going to be much better than this, of course. You know, I mean, Eric Bay hasn't been playing, and we know why. True, true. So yeah, Alderweireld, I don't, I don't know. I'll, I'll take more of like a Koulibaly, okay, because uh, he's younger, yeah, and at least I know, you know, and he's also very good with the ball at his feet. Yeah. very strong. He has everything for, uh, for that yeah. we, that you want from a defender right now, and uh, I think he is a defender that. Any coach could 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 use you know because if you have a guy like Vertonghen maybe if we have another coach next year who knows maybe somebody maybe other coaches don't want to play him you know yeah but I think if you have a Koulibaly I think it's he's guaranteed to okay. be useful to any yeah. manager now that, talk that's to, there. talking about Tottenham because I think this their most important one of their most important game uh, this season do you think they have a chance against against uh, Barcelona or uh... well. Uh, where's the game first of all? Uh, and I'm researching right now. I think I it's in uh, Camp Nou, man. Well, I think it's in Spain. God yeah. damn it! Because uh, they lost. Yeah, they lost in Wembley. It's gonna be tough for. I them. really believe that. I believe they have no chance. To be honest, they have no chance because you know I, I don't know what's Barcelona's situation right now. I don't know if they have like an important you know fixture um, at the weekend. You know, um, but it's tough, man. Like for any team who goes to the Camp Nou, it's gonna be tough. And um, Tottenham needs a win, absolutely, to even think about qualifying. Barcelona already, already qualified, like, two games ago or something like that. Um, 
maybe they can pull a, a special result. Maybe they can maybe they can draw and Inter Milan as a weird result against PSV. Like that that may save them. But I don't really see Barcelona losing at home uh, to Tottenham unless Mauricio Pochettino pulls. Yeah, something out of his arse, you know. Sure. I don't know, and also, you know, he has a bit of like a Barcelona history. You know, he uh, he played for Espanol, yeah, uh, which are Barcelona's rival um, in the city. So maybe that can fuel him a little bit, and he can transfer that motivation to his players. Yeah, and Kane had some rest during this weekend. Yeah. maybe he will be able to pull like an impossible. Uh, yeah, so I, mean, I, I don't know. It'll, it'll I be, think they have no chance. It'll be unacceptable for them what they've been doing and what we know they're capable of doing. For them to be disqualified from the Champions League at this stage, I mean, even United have not been qualified, and of course they didn't. Man, have, Liverpool might, might, of course, oh, they, didn't, they didn't have Liverpool Barcelona. Liverpool might and, not make it, man. Yeah, but what I'm saying, even United, of course, they didn't have yeah. Barcelona um, in the in the in the the group stage. I mean, they had Juventus, you know, which yeah. is as close as it gets, I think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's going to be very interesting for the Champions League this week. Uh, Tottenham, Liverpool, you know, eyes peeled for them because we, we want to see what's going to go on with them. Yeah. Um, United pretty much done, so nothing to talk about. City, same thing. Um, Arsenal and Chelsea, I think they have about like 52 games left to, so we can know that <laughs> if they're going to qualify <laughs> for the next stage because you play like a million games in the Europa League. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's a shout out to my, to our Chelsea and uh, Arsenal uh, supporters who the listen goodness. to us. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, it's going to be very interesting for sure. Liverpool United this weekend. Um, on paper, just like with the Arsenal game, I would say that we should be killed. Uh, just like Arsenal should have killed us, you know. Arsenal haven't won at Old Trafford in like over eight years, twelve, yeah. 12 years, I think, some crazy shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this this year was like the actual moment when they could want they could win at Old Trafford. We know how that worked out. Um, and uh, same thing for Liverpool. You know, Klopp has not beaten uh, Mourinho in the Premier League. Uh, and he's played against him a couple times, you know, while at Chelsea, I think, or was he not here yet? Um, no, no, he no, no, he wasn't. He wasn't here. He wasn't yet, here yet. No. Yeah, but he's played. He he's played him, uh, you know, over two seasons um, while he was at the, since he joined the United. Sorry, uh, Mourinho, that is. And uh, Klopp seems to have like a, a a block against Mourinho, just like Mourinho has a block against Guardiola, just like Guardiola seems to have a block against Klopp. So I like what the Premier League has to offer on that side. Yep. Uh, but yeah, on paper, I would say you know they have, they should kill us absolutely because I don't know how. Because gonna... they have Salah, man. That's it. Why are you? Why are you giving us arguments, man? You don't need to. You don't need to explain yourself. Also, bro. the game is in Liverpool. You don't need to explain so yourself, what say, man. What I would say: two things. Right. Uh, when it's Liverpool against United, form is always out of the window. This yeah. is very cliche, but uh-huh. so be it. Um, and Mourinho has a very. He has this talent, you know, when everything, you know, is about to fall go apart. South, yeah. You know, everything is about to go south. Like, this guy he never dies. He's yeah. like a cockroach. Yeah. He never fucking a, dies. Yeah. He just, like, they just multiply and multiply. They make He's babies. A zombie, man. He's exactly. A zombie. You think you killed him, but then he comes back again to hunt yeah. you. So, yeah. this is his specialty, uh, especially this season. So, right. I don't know, man. I, I, I hope we can pull something. Well, I'll be happy with a draw, but if we win, that, that would be incredible. Okay, cool, cool. Alright guys, so uh, that's it for this episode. Uh, we, we might mix it up for you guys on the upcoming two episodes. Uh, I'll be away. Uh, and then, yeah, I kind of uh, will be traveling. I will be here, so we might bring some guests as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and you know, just leave us leave us your comments, uh, especially after if, if we do those special uh, episodes. If you guys want to listen to more of them, let us know as well. 
And that's it. All right. Thank you for listening. Peace.